Yo, what's going on? I am Scrooge Brunson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, Brody? Man, another day uh, above ground, so that means it's always a good day, but yes, shit, man. Body's sore, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get my <laughs> ass whooped at work, yo. I ain't even going to front. These damn packages are whooping my ass, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. And this new route, man. And it, let me tell you something. I, had, I got these one apartment complexes, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me why today I had, luckily I only had five stops in there today. Mm-hmm. All five of them was on the third and second floor. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> this Fuck shit that. my ass, but He can my ass, though, man. But I'm like, man, how about yourself, man? Man, um, everything's going good, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Got off work today, you know what I mean? Got our we got our uh year end bonus, so you know what I'm saying? That's always a plus, and it was a hefty bonus at that, so I was happy about that. Um, man, but everything been going good except for yesterday, bro. Um, yesterday I got a uh Uber, I was on the way, you know what I'm saying, to go do some stuff, so I had to catch an Uber, right? So the Uber. Um, the Uber driver that I had was like this old white lady, and she was like all the way on the other side of town. So <laughs> it started off. I think I called. I, I got the Uber at like three forty, no three twenty three. So it had the um, you know, they give you the estimated time for when they're gonna be there. So it says seventeen minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. So. I got off at 3.30, so by the time I get off, it'll probably be about, you know what I'm saying, 12, 13 minutes. Ain't, that ain't too much of a wait. Well, it went from that to 18 minutes. And, you know, so I wasn't tripping. I'm like, maybe traffic bad. But then it went from that to 3.45. I mean, not 3.45. It went from that to 4.05. So I'm like, okay. So I look on the app. And on the app, you know what I'm saying? She messaged me. She like, uh, the app is messed up. I need you to send me the address. So in my head, I'm like, well, if the app messed up, how are you messaging me? So I ain't really paid too much attention. I sent her the address. She's like, okay, on my way. And that motherfucker went from 405 to 412 to 417 to 421 to 435, bro. Mind you. Bro, mind you, I'm only going 15 minutes out the way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. So she went from her side of town. She crossed the bridge. She get to my side of downtown. But she hit a, She hit one of the main streets, but she going the opposite way of me. So, you know, Uber, you can see them as they driving to come yeah. get you and shit. Yeah, she going the total opposite way of me. So every time I'm looking at it, the route is changing. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and cancel this motherfucking ride, bro. So I canceled the ride. Now, the ride was only like eight something and some change. Nigga, I canceled the ride. That motherfucker ended up being like 18 something. I'm like, what the fuck? She done added the she done added the address back into the thing. So not only did <laughs> I get charged for my ride, I got charged for an extra ride on top of that. So I instantly hit Uber up. I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I never got picked up. Uh, she was out the way. I need my refund. You know what I'm saying? So I just scheduled another ride. 
They instantly hit me with my refund, got me a whole nother ride. Cool. So all in all, I probably waited about 20 minutes, which ain't bad. You know what I'm saying? Compared to what I was looking at, it was, you know what I'm saying? That was better than nothing. So I get in the car with the lady. Um, you know what I'm saying? She she a real nice lady, you know what I'm saying? I thought we was we was gonna, you know what I'm saying, have a smooth ride. She, you know what I'm saying, older black lady. She asked me, did I celebrate Christmas? I'm like, yeah, you know, getting ready for it. You know what I mean? Uh, I said, I got a little bit of shopping to do for my kids. I said, that's pretty much about it. And then um, I got to talking about, like, technology and stuff like that, like tablets and, and phones and stuff like that. And then uh, I, I said something like, uh, I try to keep my kids on as much technology as possible. So she was like, well, I yeah, she was like, really? I was like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, they go outside and stuff, but I like for them to, you know what I'm saying, be as tech savvy as possible. So she was just basically saying how she didn't know too much about technology. She barely, you know what I'm saying, is on her phone and everything else. And then somehow it got, we got to talking about cryptocurrency and NFTs and how she didn't understand what Facebook was doing and all this other stuff with the meta thing. So I was trying to break it to her, you know, break it down to her as much as I could understand it. And then somehow it went from that to the end of times, how everything is changing and how we losing our way from Christ and all this other stuff. And, <laughs> and then she told me like her mom was 66 and her mom was ready to call it quits. She was ready to commit suicide and shit. So, yeah, man, it was that was a hell of a Thursday. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I was ready to get out of the car because she got she had me nervous as fuck. I'm like, lady, if you crash this motherfucker while I'm in here, <laughs> trust me, you better you gonna hope you you gonna hope you die if you make it. Oh uh, man, but that sounds like a day right there, but man. I don't even, I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah, I, I hopped out that back of the seat. I mean, I hopped the back of that motherfucker instantly, bro. I had to get up out of there, bro. I was like, no, sir. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> Shit. I, I got to deal with watching myself around power tools all day, making sure I don't drill myself or cut my hand in half on the saw or any of that. Then I got to come home to a Jesus freak. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool, bro. I'm cool, man. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. So um yeah man that's that's pretty much about it though so um listen man like we do every Friday for those who are new and haven't heard this uh pod before we do a little segment every Friday called what we watching where we tell you about a nice little you know a nice little joint that we peeped out during the week you know what I'm saying or, or one that we caught ourselves up on um throughout the week, man. That way, you know what I'm saying, we can keep you fresh and give you something extra um, outside of the movie or television show that we're doing the episode on. So, let's get into what we're watching. Let's do it. So, um, what you got for us, man? Oh, I'm a first. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I finally started. I've been hearing about it for a while. I had to wait till we uh till we got stars back, you know what I'm saying, to jump up on it. But man, I'm watching that BMF, man. Black oh, Mafia family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, on uh Big Meech. You got little Meech doing it. Yeah. Uh you know, you know this this type of shit right up my alley though. So mm-hmm. um so I got let me see. I believe I got 
four episodes in so far. Um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good show, man. Um, yeah, you know, obviously already knowing the big meat story, mm-hmm. um, but I never watched uh, the movies that they put out on though. Like, um, they put out like one or two movies. I didn't watch those, but uh, but as far as the show, man, look, Fifty Cent is on the road. Yeah, um, Fifty Cent has to get more notoriety, notoriety for what he's doing. To be able to turn a show, one show, Power, into the run that he's on now, because it's like, so Power had, I know I'm probably wrong on this, I can't remember, five, six seasons, something like that. Mm. Then he breaks that off into Power Book 2. Then he breaks that off into uh, Raising Canaan. And then starting in January, if I'm not mistaken, the Tummy Joint come out. Mm-hmm. Now that's just the power universe, but then you know what I'm saying he get with the deal that he got with stars. It's like basically he's keeping stars afloat right now. Like if it, yeah. if it wasn't for Fifty Cent, people ain't fucking with stars. And now he got this BMF joint. Uh, it's crazy because what really got me started on it was I want listen. I wanted to watch it, mm-hmm. but what really got me was my sister called me. And she asked me, was I watching it? I was like, nah. I said, I've been wanting to watch it. She was like, you tripping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got to jump on it. Like, now. She was like, man, I am hooked to this shit. So, um, for the people that don't know who Bit Meech is, uh, you got to do your research. Um, he's just one of those dudes out of the Detroit area who put in work, uh, doing a lot of time. He's actually still locked up to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, his son is actually playing him. We're starting to see a lot of that now, uh, but his son is actually playing their dads. But um, if y'all got stars, y'all need to check it out, man. I'm trying to tell you, uh, I'm about to say Big Meech. Uh, <laughs> Black Mafia Family, man. BMF, <laughs> man, on stars. That's what's up, bro. So um, for me, man, you know, I I look into um, a lot of documentaries. That's the type of stuff that I watch if it ain't comedy. Um, but I was on um, Netflix and I found a nice little gem from 2018 called Inside the Criminal Mind. I'm not sure if you've seen this yet, but it's a um, it's basically a four part series and they basically talk about a multitude of serial killers, kidnappers, cult leaders, crime lords. Um, you know what I'm saying? They really just get into the psyche of how all these guys think. They all like 50 to 55 minute episodes. Very interesting. Um, you know what I'm saying? They bring up guys like Ted Bundy, Jim Jones, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think, um, uh, Edie Amin was in one of them. Like it's it's interesting, bro. Like just to to see how they break down um the the psyche of some of these guys is shocking because they was talking about how um they had brought up Manson and they were saying how, you know what I'm saying, the stuff that they did or the stuff that he did as a kid kind of, you know what I'm saying kind of gave like a um 
sort of like a marker to where he could be, you know what I'm saying, as an adult and his personality. And they were saying like how the stuff that he did as a kid, like killing animals, you know what I'm saying? He was detached. He really didn't have like any feelings or whatever. And they was just saying how like they was calling him a psychopath, but he really wasn't a psychopath. He was more so like a sociopath. So the stuff that they were saying, I was kind of looking at myself like, oh, damn. I mean, outside of killing the animals part, I was like, I got a lot of these tendencies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I started laughing, but you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things, man, that is, you know what I mean? It, it, it really caught my ear and caught my eye, you know what I'm saying? Just getting a look into, you know what I'm saying? How these guys kind of developed, you know, um, with, you know, the life that they ended up living. So, you know what I'm saying? If you guys get a chance to check it out, it's on Netflix. Um, it's called Inside the Criminal Mind. It's only four episodes. It's on the first season. Um, but it's it's super interesting, man. You would be shocked to uh see about what's going on. So um yeah, man. Um I guess we got to get into the, you know what I'm saying, into the good stuff now. Um, as you probably already know, this episode is um the movie Home Alone came out in 1990, starring Macaulay Culkin. Um, and it also had, hold on real quick, Joe Pesci in it, Daniel Stern, uh, John Hurt, um, Catherine O'Hara, and a few other people in it. That uh, Oh, John Candy. I forgot about John Candy. Uh, I'm trying to see who else is in this joint that people may know. His brother Kieran Culkin, um, that you I think you mentioned uh something about him when we talked about the good son. Uh no, that was the No, that no, you, you mentioned him because yeah, you were talking about yeah, his sister. I did mention, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she was yeah. in the good son, right? Yeah, the sister was in the good yeah. son. Yeah, and see this this one, this brother, he's the one that's in succession. Right. He's the one that uh remember that baseball story I told you about about the kid mm -hmm. about the million dollars yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I mean you know what I'm saying it, it got some it got some characters in it man this was a um like I said on the episode uh we had before was doing the coming soon for this one this is an interesting movie for me because to me this is around the time where Joe Pesci had moved outside of like that mafia thing. Mm -hmm. And he kind of moved into and don't don't get me wrong, he was still he was still doing like the Italian mafia stuff, but like he moved into a more like comedic roles. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like he did um let me see, he did My Cousin Vinny, um, he did this one, Home Alone, uh what else, what else, what else, what else? He was in Gone Fishing. Um he was in it's another one he was in. I can't see. I can't see. It's not coming to me, but he did some, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he did some pretty comedic roles around this time. And to me, I thought that that kind of gave him, um, I thought that kind of gave him like a little bit more range, man, to see him mm -hmm. be able to, branch out and do something like that and and that's not an easy thing to do either let's let's go ahead and get that straight like 
and, and I don't mean comedic roles as being like the funny man. I mean just like as far as doing movies that aren't as serious, where he doesn't have to be, you know, what I'm saying dramatic, or he doesn't have to be, you know, what I'm saying like the serious man or the straight man in, in a bunch of these movies. And Home Alone, he did a great job just being like, you know, what I'm saying he was a crook, of course, but just the fact that he had that ability, you know what I'm saying, to be funny, you know what I'm saying, getting his ass whooped the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he did a great job in that. Um, so what did going back and watching this, man, how did you feel about this? Well, this is the funny thing. So we had family night, family movie mm-hmm. night, Wednesday. So we watched Home Alone 2, you know what I'm saying? But see, we would, um, we watched Home Alone last year for movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, movie night for in Christmas terms, and uh, so we did we did Home Alone two, and so I watched Home Alone two Wednesday, and I watched Home Alone Thursday. So going back and watching it, and well, actually watching the both of them, I stand corrected. Well, I know I stand right, correct. Home Alone two is better than one. That's first and foremost, Thanks. but. The thing, what was what was great about going back and watching it and like sharing the moments like with my kids and stuff because like it's dude, it is so funny and like there was a scene that happened that I just I it just I don't know if it just got funnier like now and I just didn't really pay any attention earlier mm-hmm. like when when like when so when I left Kevin at home by herself. You know what I'm saying? With the little kid, they kept talking. They thought, and they gave the whole. Kevin got left because for two reasons. Number one, he had to go, he had to go upstairs to the third floor because he got in trouble mm-hmm. for pushing buzz, knocking over the, the milk, and all the type of shit, whatever, whatever. So, Paul went out to the no alarm, so everybody's rushing, but they did a head count. The reason the head count got fucked up because the little neighbor kid was over there asking 10,000 questions about some bullshit. Yep. And so they counted his head as Kevin. So anyway, so they on the plane. So his uncle, his uncle and his aunt is sitting there and they about to eat, right? And they got these salt shakers. <laughs> and he's he's hitting it. He's like, is this real Christmas? And she was like, I think so. He's like, Put in your purse. Put in your purse. <laughs> and I was like, that motherfucker was a cheesecake. <laughs> hey, I never seen that part. I don't know if it's just it just went over my head, but like it just made me laugh. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what do you mean, put in your purse? Now you steal the shit from the plate, <laughs> bro?" No, let's talk. Let's talk about how the movie even start off. So first off, it's okay. all these people in this damn house, right? And this yeah. is this is a nice house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it ain't no, it ain't no regular house. It's a nice house. So it's all these people in this house. Everybody getting their stuff together. Everybody packing. You know what I'm saying? They're about to go off to Paris. Now, it's a policeman standing in the house <laughs> that nobody is no police, no police car, nothing. <laughs> but ain't nobody acknowledging this motherfucker. No, everybody's running past. Everybody running past. They talking to him though. But ain't nobody acknowledging. Ain't nobody done stop, find out why he there, none of that. You know what I'm saying? They just, everybody on the move. So the uncle, you know what I'm saying? He, you hear him talking about stuff here and there, whatever. The pizza man pull up, you know what I'm saying? Knock over their little little, uh, bronze gnome or whatever. 
And um, once the pizza man pull up, you know what I'm saying, the cop let him in. So, you know what I'm saying, the pizza man like, you know, that'd be $122. He's like, oh, nah, I don't live here, family. He's like, just come on in. <laughs> so the uncle come up, get the pizza, you know what I'm saying, the pizza man like, that's $122. The look on that man's face, he instantly was like, oh, no, I'm just here to get the pizza. I'm not paying for it. My brother-in-law about this. Yeah, this this, this is my brother's place. Yeah, man. So so then what tripped me out was, ain't no way a pizza man in the year 2021. Now, the thing, well, see, this is what people got to understand. You know what I'm saying? For the younger people, if we got some younger fans that are out here, you couldn't pay for the pizza online the way you could pay for pizza now. Like you could you didn't put your your car number out there like that back in those days. Plus everybody didn't have debit cards and all this type of shit back then. So you mostly only carry cash in the first place. So there's no way a pizza man is gonna let you take 10 pizzas out of his hand. And say, yo, this ain't my place. This is my brother's place. He'll pay you. Like, are you kidding me? So what killed me about that was, now, granted, there was a policeman standing right there. So it wouldn't have been a situation where the pizza man never would have got paid in the first place. What the pizza man need to be more worried about is, number one, how he's speeding and sliding through people's neighborhood and into somebody's yard, knock over the dome thing, and then not only do he knock over the dome thing, he knocked over the dome thing a couple of times, but that ain't even a thing. But you remember back in the day, it used to actually be a thing because it was on the side of the car where it said, you know, if your piece is late, you don't have to pay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing back then. Fact, like, you know what? And, and I noticed on there they had twenty minutes. Most most places had thirty. Dude, that's why he was speeding the way he was speeding. Bro, he bro, he was horrible. And he ain't had no heat. <laughs> yeah, the pieces is just in there. And no, they, I don't know. I don't know if you ever paid attention to the windows, but the windows was frosted except one little spot <laughs> on every window. That man, they had no heat in that car. But the uncle, bro, like. He he was so he was so cheap, man. Like they was like uh when they was all like, when he took the pizza, he went to go sit down at the table, right? So you know what I'm saying? They all, you know what I'm saying? He telling everybody, like, yo, pizza here. So everybody go get the pizza or whatever. So um the dad, he go in there, he like, uh, he tell them, he tell the wife, I mean he tell the mom, like, yo, you know what I'm saying, the pizza man need to get paid. Now, mind you, the pizza man and the cop is still sitting at the front door. Yes. So everybody done left. So, you know what I'm saying? Everybody eating their pizza, doing their thing. So the mom asked the uncle, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You got some cash on you. He like, I ain't got nothing but traveler's checks. Damn. <laughs> like, dude was ridiculous, bro. When they got on the plane, that man was that man was like, uh, they got champagne? Is it free? I'm like, yeah, fam, come free? on, bro. I'm like, you can, ain't ain't no way, bro. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You get you got to trip the pairs and everything else. But come on, bro. You can't be that cheap, man. No, the all time, but he made he made the, he made the whole time thing when he said when he was in the sh- so so basically, okay. So Kevin needed to go in the bathroom to get his tie. Mm-hmm. And so they was like he was like, you know, he was like, 
Oh, what's his uncle name? It was um Oh man, what was the uncle name? Uncle Frank. So yeah. he was like, Uncle Frank is in is in the bathroom and he told me if I went into the bathroom and saw him naked, something about his manhood or something. Mm-hmm. And so so he goes in and do he's singing that song. Dude, that is an odd time. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting busy in there, bro. Hey, man, he was getting busy, but and Kevin recorded everything. Hey, with the uh, what was the what was the tape recorder called? The um, the something boy. Oh my god, what was that shit called? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It wasn't the walkie boy. What the fuck that shit was called? Was it the talk boy? I mean, it makes sense. It might have been the talk boy. Hold on. I'm about to find this. Because let me tell you something about that, motherfucker, bro. Everybody wanted one of them. <laughs> bro, I wanted one of them so bad. Because remember, they had, they had like two or three of them that came out. The first one, it just recorded it and rewound or whatever. You could talk into it or anything. The second one, it had the slow-mo on there where you could play it and, and hit the other button and it played your voice back slow. Yeah. Oh, I wanted that so bad, man. Oh, I wanted that so bad. Them was the joints. Oh, man. The stuff that got us excited back then. But, like, man, I remember. Like, that shit. It's just so funny looking at the old technology back in the day. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember I had this I had this Walkman, right? It was called the Talk Boy. Matter of fact, I'm sorry, talk it was called the Talk Boy. Yep. I had a uh, I had a uh... damn. What did I just say? It's one of those. Uh... You had a Walkman. A Walkman. So it was like it was yellow, right? And it was mm-hmm. the sports kind because yep. like it had like this clip on it where you could like you pop the clip and then you and open it. Had it, the, and... it had the gray trimming on it. Exactly. Yeah. Like man, that thing you talking about heavy duty, but you can drop mm-hmm. it, everything, man. The batteries didn't pop out, nothing, mm-hmm. man. And, but <laughs> it's just to sit back and think, dude. Like back then, you had a favorite song, you had you play the song, mm-hmm. then you got to rewind that bitch <laughs> all the way back, bro. All, all the, the way, way back. back. And I, hey. And then you got so good at it to where you knew five, four, mm-hmm. three, two. One. All right, bam, there you go. That's the beginning of the song right there, hey, man. And then don't don't get don't get super good where you learn how to take the old tapes that you ain't like, put the tissue in them, and erase them and re-record over them. Oh man, yeah, this guy right here. Hey. But and then didn't just to think about how efficient. Kevin was mm-hmm. with the damn VCR, dude. Come Bruh. on. <laughs> the, the press and play, the rewind. I mean, not the rewind, the press and play, fast forward it, pausing it on the right time, pausing them. But, man, that boy was cold. That Kevin boy was real cold. cold. Real cold. So, damn, we didn't even do it. So, basically, I mean, look, I'm no, this is a, this is a cult classic. Everybody yeah. has seen this, but like, basically, the synopsis is Kevin. He got in trouble when the it's really everything surrounding around the pizza. So mm-hmm. him and Buzz got into it because they got all the cheese pizza. He didn't have no yeah. cheese pizza stuff. So he pushed Buzz, knocked some milk over, drank nah, shot, nah, you, over. Ain't, you ain't telling it right, man. Buzz was an Buzz. asshole, bro. Buzz was an asshole. Buzz was first the worst off, big brother ever. Man, listen, first off, my man ain't getting no pizza. 
right? He already he don't yeah. like uh sausage or olives. That's like he told everybody. So yes. you know what I'm saying? He ain't getting no cheese pizza. They ate out of cheese pizza. So Buzz like, well, you better get you a plate and have somebody barf it up. Yeah, so, and then he started fake barf. Man, come on, bro. You ain't had to do him like that, bro. The man ain't had no pizza. He already hungry. You know what I'm saying? He's the littlest one in the house. He's trying to ask niggas, can you help me pack? Like, he don't know what's going on. He's trying to talk to his mom because <laughs> Uncle Frank won't let him watch the movie. But it ain't even rated R. It's probably PG-13. You know what I'm saying? He just want to watch the movie. His mom, you know what I'm saying, ignoring him because she on the phone. Now, the, the whole time she on the phone, the dad in the bathroom ain't said nothing. Oh, what? No, he's saying something. He's asking her, do he got the the uh the AC uh the analog charger? Yeah, the analog charger joint. Yeah. And she's like, I don't remember getting it. It's like he's like, Well, how do I supposed to shave? <laughs> now I will say this. Kevin was bad. Was Kevin really that bad though? Bro, you ain't hear what he told his mama? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he he, he talked to her. He was talking, Kevin needed ass whooping. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, you know, look, he was very flagrant in what he was saying. Super flagrant. Right? And and to say this whole shit about, you know, not, not missing his family, how he can't wait till he grow up. With, I mean, listen, now, granted, no, I ain't never said no shit like this to my parents. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's, it's in a heated moment. But the thing is, he had to learn the shit. From somebody. I don't give a damn who he learned it from. That's not the point. This nigga calls his mama dummy, bro. He did call her dummy. <laughs> he was Fred Stanford on it, bro. He did call her dummy. He called her a dummy, bro. Then she said something like, um, something about getting out of the room. He was like, you get out the room. I'm like, yo, like, somebody come <laughs> with this kid, bro. Like, yo, he, if that, bro, he should have got smacked with the phone right there, bro. The the odd time, no, this, no, this is what kills me, dude. And then when you get older, you start to notice shit you didn't notice when you were younger, mm-hmm. right? So Fuller, which is his little brother, well, not in the movie, but uh, right. it's his cousin, but it's his real life brother. But anyway, so they're like, uh, when she told him where he was sleeping. Oh, and then he, <laughs> he said, "You go sleep with Fuller." And it was like, "No, Fuller always pee the bed." And then they show Fuller, and then he's sitting there smiling with a damn coat. Oh, he's like, bro, oh, he's serious, right at him, like, yeah, yeah, man. like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have a wet back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I'm gonna keep it real, bro. The uncle ain't like him neither. When he when he when everything happened, all right. Now this this would have caused the fight in the black household. So first off, Kevin and Buzz get the fighting right. Cool. Mm-hmm. So they knock over the milk, you know what I'm saying? They follow him out of passports and the ticket. I noticed that they threw a ticket away and it was Kevin's ticket. Yeah. So they threw, you know what I'm saying, the tickets away. So the dad get up, he knock over the coat and it fall on the plate and it fall on the uncle's lap. He get up and his son's trying to squeeze by. He done pressed his son up yeah. in between the chair and the wall. Now, after everything done settled and they done broke the fight up, his uncle was like, You little jerk, you just mess everything up. Yo, y'all gonna let him talk to y'all son like that? Bro. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what is going on in this house? 
No, we ain't we ain't doing this, man. I remember mm-hmm. one time one of my uncles on my mom's side tried to get flagrant with me one time mm-hmm. and said some shit. My mama said, That's my son. You ain't exactly. talking to him like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, you know, his I don't know what it was about him, but his uncle did not mess with Kevin, bro. Not at all. He couldn't man. stand Kevin, man. But I understood why he couldn't stand Kevin because Kevin was was a disrespectful little asshole. He was he was very disrespectful. And his brother was too. I ain't gonna I ain't, I ain't letting Buzz skate. Buzz, Buzz was the asshole. And he knew how to finesse the family. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like when he did that apology and then oh, turned around and <laughs> told Kevin to do better than that. So they get mad, sent Kevin upstairs. So like I mentioned earlier, the head count was right. Everybody had to leave. But when it comes to them, Harry, Harry is the cop. We're mm-hmm. playing cop. And so Harry come up with a smart idea. But this is the thing. We definitely gonna get into this because it's like no Mark was the, the, Harry Harry was the the uh, other dude yeah 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 Marv 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 so so Marv is the cop and then he's like uh he's like uh no that's right no you right. was the cop right. yeah, yeah Harry, Harry was, was the cop right. so Harry is is going. Posing as a cop, talking to all these families to see who's going to be out of town, when they're going to be out of town, so they could do this whole home invasion shit, right? Mm-hmm. So he knew that the McAllister house was the one. He was like, "This, this is going to be our big score this year. Is this house he, here? He they got a whole bunch of shit." Yeah, he was in there long enough to look around because everybody wasn't paying his ass any attention. And um, so he could have robbed him right there. To be honest with you, yeah, he could have. They wouldn't even notice. It, it was so much care, activity. It had been so much activity going on. Nobody even noticed the shit. Mm-hmm. So the whole plot of the story is they want to ride the McAllister house. Um, Kevin McAllister gets stuck at home. His family, they found out on the flight that Kevin got left behind. But I mean, you thinking Chicago, Paris, that's got to be. I mean, I'm not great with numbers, but. Fifteen hours, maybe. I'd say sixteen at least. Yeah, so fifteen, sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once they get there, there's no direct flights back. So, you know, time spent. But anyway, he comes together with this plan, which which is insane for a kid to even think of this type of shit. Yeah, to protect his house and not let them rob his house. So that's basically like what it is. Like he does all he put together all these booby traps to, to fuck these dudes up so they can't rob his house. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's let's get to it. Hold on. Harry and Marv. How okay, this movie came out in 1990, people. We know we all over the place. Yeah. 1990. How much money are you really getting from a home invasion, my guy? In that neighborhood, you're getting a lot. Yeah, but I mean, like, dude, Marv was getting damn silverware. He yep. was <laughs> like Painting, sculptures, like they was they was pulling in the, the good stuff. But it's just like, where you taking this shit to the pawn shop? Yeah, man. Yeah, look, man. <laughs> you, know much money, you know how much money you can make at the pawn shop, bro? <laughs> how much money they getting in for the pawn shop in nineteen ninety, man? In nineteen ninety. 
with the with the four houses that they was hitting, ain't, ain't no telling what they was really gonna get out the McAllister house because he probably had a vault. Because I want to get into the one thing about don't know that don't know. I heard one one person say this, and I think it was Joe Button. But I think that's the only person I ever heard ask this question outside of me. Before I do that though, but ain't no telling what they got out the McAllister house. Out of them four houses, bro, they probably could have got a smooth like five six grand. Okay, I mean, for 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 what they do, because you got to remember do. in 1990, bro, good silverware. They could have took that, melted it down, did something else with it, like you know what I'm saying, like because it's real silver. So you know what I'm saying, they got an actual value in 1990. Like, yeah, they could have, bro, they could have cleaned up. Okay, okay, but I I just think it's funny that that Harry, like, I mean, first of all, stole the cop outfit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's sitting in there cashing it out. This dude never figured out the whole... Because like this is what people used to do back in the day. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. They would set their lights on timers to make it mm-hmm. seem like they're at home. <laughs> yep. So they, they didn't have security systems. They just made it look like oh, it because our light, yeah, because our lights cut on, that means that we're here. I thought that was kind of clever for the time. Yeah, uh, to be able to do that, but this dude, Mark, no, not Mark. Harry knew the whole schedule of the when everybody lights were turning on, and all of this shit. But I was just thinking about that when I was watching it. It's like, damn, how much money are they really raking in from going in and stealing shit? Because see, the thing is, it's like nowadays, home invasions ain't really all that great if you think about it. Because even nah, if you steal, everything digital now. Yeah, everything digital. So it's like, then even if you try to steal an iPad or some shit like that, a motherfucker can look that shit up and figure out where it is. Instantly. Unless, unless you got a hacker, it's like you're not really getting no money. And then people don't really keep money in that house like, like that. Nope. Like I like I had said earlier, like even when it came to the pizza, I was like, y'all got to understand, 1990, you ain't ordering no pizza and you giving in your debit card number. Most mm-hmm. people didn't even have debit cards in 1990. You know, it really was only credit cards back then. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, people had a whole bunch of cash. People just walked around with a whole bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, snatching purses and all this type shit, it ain't no thing no more. If, if you no. see a motherfucker snatch a purse now, it's like, really? If they snatch a purse now, they're going to resell it. <laughs> it's, but it's, <laughs> it's the purse. That's, it ain't that's even, what I'm saying. Yeah, because ain't nothing in it. Exactly, ain't nothing in it but cards. Yeah, yeah, that's so, it. So it's like now, it's like it's not like what it used to be. So like, yeah, you know, maybe you got some cash, you know, like you said in a vault or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you could get like, and then a jury. I'm pretty sure because like women, I always kept a lot of jury. So yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about the jury. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but they made it a little business. It, it was smart of what they were doing, but. But but Marv though, with the whole little leaving the water on and then calling themselves the That's wet bandits. Calling card though, bro, the wet bandits. Come on. <laughs> I like funny. how they I like how they went back to it though when Kevin had went across the street <laughs> and the whole and the basement, basement was flooded. Was flooded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was dope. But um okay, so this is this is the question, right? Okay. What did the dad do on home alone, bro? What was his job? 
Did we ever get around to that? Did they ever hint at what he did or anything? The I'm trying to think, and I remember them saying something about the reason they took the trip was because of something about it was his, his job. brother. You know, his brother just moved to um Paris, and he wanted to see his brother for Christmas because Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is his mom's brother or something like that. Or his wife is her sister or something like that. But that's on his, Uncle Frank is on his mama's side. But the reason they went to Paris was because the dad's brother had just moved to Paris. Well, whatever he did, apparently his family had money because the brother and Home Alone 2, I mean, you could tell but they were doing renovations at the time, so like, yeah, yeah it didn't look like much. But to have that location mm-hmm. where that ha- apartment was, mm-hmm. three fucking floors, mm-hmm. they got money. Yeah, I don't know what they do, big but money. the McAllister family got big money. Big they have a money. place. They have a place like that in New York. Yeah, I know it had a big asshole to do. One of my funniest parts in part two, a Lamar. When Mar fell down when he first walked through the door, mm-hmm. and then he stood up and he popped his back and then looked up and said, "Wow, wow, shit, man! That is my shit, man! That's my shit." Nah, but, two, two, two got some moments when uh when Harry did the handstand on the toilet for the scene, <laughs> blew his shit up. That shit was funny as hell. <laughs> That was one of my favorite parts, bro. Hey, my old lady said her favorite part was when uh when Mark when Marv uh so he had a time down in that basement, but mm-hmm. so you know he slid and he fell and the paint fell on him. Yep. So he was trying to wash the paint off and do when he touched those damn knobs and oh, screaming. She said that's her favorite part with him screaming and then it turned into the skeleton head. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> That was hey, I was like, if you think that's funny, I said, boy, when the pigeons was on him after that lady threw the bird seeds on really? the way he was screaming. It was a hey, rap. Hey, that shit is hilarious. But I don't know. They never really said, but you know what? That really be a, a lot. The good son. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did that dad do? Not, not, um, I'm talking not about, um, fake dad, Macaulay. the real dad. No, no, the uh, well, his, it would have been the dude's uncle, but um, yeah. no, it it would have been um, damn, Macaulay Culkin's dad. Yeah, in that, I always saw him sitting at a computer one time. That's all we saw. And remember, the they had he, to, he had to send the dad overseas for a business trip. That's what I'm saying. And all these Macaulay Culkin moves, we never know what the dad does, bro. Like, never. really, what what? What was he doing, man, that had him with that type of money? And then, like, bro, he was so detached from everything in the movie. Like, he was the most uninteresting person in this movie. This Dude, is the worst. He, he was the worst dad in the world. I'm not going to lie to you. Worst dad. And then, dude, he's sitting here. And then this is the thing, the responsibility that, that he put on his wife. Why you can't go buy the adapter for the charger? I mean, for the charger. For the uh razor. Why she got to do it? And then my thing is... Why didn't you go back on the plane to go get your son instead of her? Exactly. And then, and then, I wonder, 
is is she a stay at home mom and she just he just like give her money or did she got a job? She paid the hundred and twenty two dollars for the pizza. That man, I'm trying to tell you, brothers, we have to dive deeper into the McAllister family. What is going on? Now, listen, this is my theory. Okay. Uh oh, oh shit. Now, it's a reason that Harry was casing the joint. Because he seemed to know something about this house. Mm -hmm. Now, he was sitting there the whole time. He watching it, you know what I'm saying? He looking around. He getting, you know what I'm saying? Nice little eye full of everything. I want to know if they dad or, you know what I'm saying, Mr. McAllister mm -hmm. was like a black market lawyer or something. I think he was in the criminal world, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think the man was in the criminal world. Because think about it. What other job can you make that type of money? Have all have a have a house with three floors on it in Chicago, nonetheless. Have be able to take your family and your sister's brother or sister's family all the way to Paris. All four of y'all sit first class, and it was like they had at least eight kids. It was eleven. Uh, it's, okay, so you got 11 kids on, in coach. All four of y'all sitting first class on the way to Paris at a, American Airlines. Come on, man. And then two years later, they all fly, fly out to Florida. You know what I'm saying? But then it's but the thing, though. Don't forget, then, they renovate. they renovating a brand new apartment, though, in New York. That true. But... Kevin spent $937 in just room service. Bruh. And it wasn't come even, on. and it didn't come back declined or nothing. And that's the only reason he got caught. Well, but but then that true, but Kevin had to. Now, I don't know how hotels do it. I don't know if they let them go skate with a, a because they, remember the way the movie ended was he was like Kevin, you spent nine hundred and thirty seven dollars on. So we don't know how he paid it or if they came up with a with a payment plan or whatever. But my whole thing is, you know, how hard, dude, I just went on a trip this year. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Florida. I got lucky because I didn't have to pay for nowhere to play. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shout out to Mark, but. Dude, the plan was we had some other shit we wanted to do. Then we got looking at the prices. You like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we won't get to do this this time. I'm telling you, bro. How in the hell? And I know it's 1990, but money is money. You talking about at least around like thir no, no, it's more than 13. You're looking at like 15 to 16 people all on the flight. International. Four first uh, class seats. Like, come on, man. Tell me. And, and then, and then, this shit matters. I don't care what nobody say. They had two vans come pick them up from the airport. That said airport on there. Dude, that costs money. That shit ain't free. Um, did you see the driveway? Yeah. They had the, they had the, the rounded driveway, man. 
They had two entrances. I, I okay. I don't think that he Black was in market lawyer. I see where you. Uh, I think he was too square for it though. Them them be the ones, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> them be the main ones, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, but whatever he did, it it, it definitely kicked out money. But I do think it didn't start from there, though. Like, I don't think the money started with him. I think they parents, him and his brother, had to have money. For his brother to have that place in New York and for him to have that place in Chicago. And Paris. And Paris. But this is the thing, though. When Kevin went to New York by accident, didn't they say that I think that's the brother. Because you remember um, when he went there, the house was being renovated mm-hmm. because they was in Paris. No. the um, Yeah, his house was renovated because it was, they, they, they had moved to Paris. But when they went to the hotel, because remember, they ended, up, they ended up getting to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I think the brother was there with him that time. Because I don't think, was Uncle Frank in number two? Damn, was Frank in number two? Yeah. Because so he was not coming along too. Yeah, because when they, when they pulled up, uh, because it rained, when they went to Florida, and they pulled up to the, uh, to the place they were staying at, and uh, Uncle Frank was saying something about, oh, it could have been worse, or I stayed in worse, or something like uh, that. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, yep, you're right. It was all the same yep. people. So, yeah. So, we never even seen the brother at this point. We just know that yeah. these niggas is rich. Yeah. That's mm. all we know. That's all we know. That's all we know. Mm, mm, mm. So, man, listen. We, 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 talk, we spoke about how if Kevin was a real person mm-hmm. this kid is destroying the earth okay Kevin would be uh, either a serial killer or probably eventually becoming a cult leader cause this is what you gotta understand and this one he was 8 facts <laughs> can you imagine an 8 year old no what killed me what killed me is this motherfucker doing laundry you know what I'm saying? Nigga went shopping. I went shopping, bought the tie. No, this is another thing. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up now. Cause now I'm thinking, bro. <laughs> something, something ain't right. Something ain't okay. something don't add up. Okay. Cause remember when he ordered the pizza, he got him a cheese pizza, right? Yep. Dude from Little Nero's came back. Yep. When he was like, go to the back door, he dropped the pizza on the porch. And then he was like, uh, something about your payment or whatever. He threw him $12. I think it was like 11 and some change. So he threw him $12. Then when he went to the store, the total was $19.85. And he gave her a 20 My man never got the change from none of that. <laughs> we tell him to keep the change, you filthy animal. No, he didn't get the change from the store either. Okay. I'm telling you, bro. Something ain't right about the McAllister family, man. It, my thing is, like, look, I know they're teaching you how to count around this time, but it's just like for this motherfucker to know how to spend money, go to the grocery store, shop, 
Well, this nigga's a grown ass man. <laughs> grown ass man, dude, going home. This motherfucker doing laundry. You know what I'm saying? Taking the shower. This that. nigga set up. This nigga set up a torch <laughs> on the top of the back door <laughs> with a with a contraption that if you open the door, it'll ignite the torch, bro. Dude, and there wasn't no YouTube around that time either. Nah, like he just knew how to do that shit. This nigga was savvy. Man, this dude knew to put water on the steps so these motherfuckers would slip. He knew how to put that heat lamp thing on the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Mark, listen. Then, no, then he he also put together the doorknob thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Barb was pulling the doorknob thing and pulled it. It had the damn gun stapler. Oh, man. Yo, eight years old, bro. He was a menace. I'm telling you, bro. Dennis the menace. Dennis the menace had the wrong player, and I mean, had the wrong uh, actor in it. Dude, we got to come up with another name. It's like he's figuring all this shit out at eight years old, and then no, no, and then what killed me is when he went to the store. Right, so Mm -hmm. he goes to the store and he asked the lady, "Is this thing uh, FDA approved?" Uh, The toothbrush. The the toothbrush. So then he see the neighbor. He takes off running. So he's running, and um, the one dude see the cop. So now the cop is chasing him. So he then they show him walking down the street. He talking about some. I'm a criminal. (laughs) 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 Foolish, bro. Hey, I bust out laughing. Everybody looked at me like I'm stupid. I was like, y'all didn't think that shit was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is so toothbrush. And you walk down the street and say, now I'm a criminal. That's Yo, come on, man. This dude was not eight years old, man. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm looking at my kids like, ain't no way they would have been able to figure out this damn shit at eight. I ain't even know how to wash clothes when I was eight. I ain't figured that shit out until I was like 13 or some shit. Facts. This dude, like, literally at home by himself, dude. Living life, bro. Living life. Watching all the bad movies and shit. Man, like, no. when he when he opened up Buzz uh, Secret Chess and, and found all the goodies, bro, my man found the, the Playboy TV caster nudies, bro. My man found a picture of Buzz's girlfriend who was trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he found some firecrackers. Yo, my man was my man was doing uh, big. He went on, he went in his parents' room, was jumping on the bed eating popcorn. Like, yeah, he was he was living life on that first in the first couple of days, bro. And, and then, oh, don't forget, he was super responsible too because he was washing dishes, washing dishes and everything. When Marv, was, when Marv was trying to find out who was in the house, he, he was, was in there washing dishes, dishes bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, I don't I just don't know, man. This this cat Kevin McAllister, bro. He's he's something different, man. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn, if he is this damn responsible, it's like, is he really that fucking bad? It's like, damn, this kid is like, dude, I, I was like watching it now, it's just like you gotta be kidding me. And then the whole aftershave thing. It's not it was funny then, it was not funny now. No. When he when he would put the after shave on his back yeah. and face, he scream every time. 
It was like, okay, it was funny, but that shit ain't funny now. Like, mm-hmm. that didn't age well. That's probably, like, the one thing that did not age well with this movie is the mm-hmm. whole aftershave thing. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that he's able to figure out all of this shit, dude. And then, like, and then I forgot that Harry had did what I said uh, uh part two, what was funny. He mm-hmm. did it again in this one. So once he finally got up steps after falling, like, three or four times, and he goes to open the door, and that shit burns his hand to put the big M on his hand. Yeah. And then he went around to the back door and he started touching the old door. Yeah. Like, hey, but he was so happy that that door. Hey, I'm telling you, man. I the the and then and then to even have even have the the awareness to be like, you know what? I'm gonna crack one window, right? Crack one window. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put ornaments all around the oh, window. He was foul for that, and he had Legos over there too, bro. He had Legos, <laughs> little toy planes, and everything. Man, I'm a, listen as as somebody who used to step on Legos. I'm telling you right now, bro, that is <laughs> not a great feeling, dude. Both of them got it bad, but Marv got the worst treatment every Fact. time. Fact. Every time. Every time. Yeah, I know. I know. Harry got his head torched. He got his hand torched. But Marv, Marv got shot in. The, he got shot in the ass. He got shot in the dick, and he got mm-hmm. shot in the face after falling down the steps. You know what I'm saying? All the way down the steps. Then, let me see. Not to get confused with part two. So then he gets down there. He electrocutes himself. Then he loses his shoes because he's trying to climb up the steps and that tar shit got stuck. Then he steps on the nail. It's like, dude, Marv literally got his ass whooped in this shit, dude. Then he got, then you can't forget the, uh, uh, the paint. That's another thing. How Kevin know to get these two paint things and then have the the precision. Both of them headshots. Yeah, every time. Back and front. How did he know how long to make the rope? That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> this, nigga, <laughs> this nigga was he was doing algebra and calculus at the age of 10, bro. He, he, he was 10 in the second one. He was That's eight years old. Like, dude, man, this is, is dangerous, man. Man, this dude is super dangerous, man. But yeah. uh, but this this is one one of my favorite. Look, I know we ain't even got into any Christmas shit, but like, uh, but I mean, this all happened. This all happened around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's that. That was the only thing that made you remember that he was a kid was mm-hmm. just how. Obsessed he was with Christmas because remember, and then this is another thing mm-hmm. you want to talk about being responsible. So, after the whole plan, because the whole plan was to get them to go to the neighbor's house that they robbed with the water that was in the basement, so the yep. police would catch them over there, so to make it seem like Kevin didn't have anything to do with anything, right? Mm-hmm. So, all these booby traps that he set up at his house, my man cleans all of it up. Mm-hmm. And decorates the house with Christmas shit. 
don't forget, my man went to go chop down a, a mini Christmas tree and decorated it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cold dude, man. I get I got to give him his props. He cold. Oh yeah, he's definitely he's definitely cold. He's definitely cold. But this is one of the all time <laughs> movies, man, of the nineties, man. Home yeah. alone. Facts. Yes, sir. You ready to get into the fire flames, man? Fire flames. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, so for anybody that's um, new to the episode again, you know what I'm saying, this is the Fire Flame portion of the episode where we actually review, I mean review, where we actually rate um, the movie or television show that we're reviewing um, from a scale of one to five using the flame emoji. So, you know what I'm saying, if you would like to rate this uh, movie as well, you can hit us up on the socials, on Twitter or Instagram, and let us know um, on your own rating uh, how you feel about this joint? So, um, where you at, man? I am at uh, this Home Alone, the original 1990. I would give this movie a 4.5. Mm. Um, because like even even the lead up, it has it has some dull moments, but then they always found a way to keep you engaged into it, and it's to think about. Yo, you have to keep remembering this dude is eight years old and he's going to a grocery store coming up with a store. Dude, this dude was savvy enough to be like, girls, like, yo, where's your parents? He was like, well, she's like, where's your mom? She's in the car. Where's mm-hmm. your dad? He he's at work. At work. Mm-hmm. Where do you live? I can't you tell don't you tell that. strangers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you that. You're a stranger. Boy, yo, cold, like, man. Real cold, man. Real cold, man. So, I'm definitely giving this a 4.5, but I know you didn't ask, but if we talk about Home Alone 2, 5 all day, my guy. I'm with you on that one. No, I, you, you, hey, listen, you got a friend in me with that one, brother. (laughs) Home Alone 2, that is, that is definitely the best Home Alone. First off, Tim Curry is hilarious. Hilarious. As the, um, I forgot what his position was. He was like the manager or something like that. The manager of the hotel? Yeah, bro. He wasn't playing no games with Macaulay Culkin, bro. But just the fact that my man was in the hotel living life, bro. There was, he had the credit card on file. I mean, he was living it up, bro. So, yeah, for sure. And then uh, Rob Schneider trying to get the tip. That was amazing, bro. So, uh, yeah, Home Alone 2 is that joint, bro. Hey, that was the one part that got me. When he was playing, like when uh, when when they all came into the room and he was playing the video, mm-hmm. and said you've been smooching with everybody. And uh, yeah. the name, and it said Cliff, and one of the old dudes' name was Cliff. It yeah. was, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, man, listen, like you said, man, this is this is not just a cult classic, but it is a classic. Um, this is definitely one of those movies that you're gonna watch around um around the holidays every time or just watching it to be watching it. This is um this is really what made Macaulay Culkin that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh man. Um like I said, Joe Pesci did a great job in this. It was great seeing him doing something besides uh something else besides, you know what I'm saying, being a mafioso guy. I'm going I'm gonna go with you, man. Four out of five. I mean four out of five, four point five. Definitely a 4.5. High on the scale. You know what I'm saying? Great acting. Funny. Great, great funny moments. Um, and then not only that, bro, it was a couple jokes that went over our heads as kids, too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When my man, when my man grabbed the um 
when he grabbed the uh, Playboy magazine and he looked, he was like, "Ugh!" He was like, "They all just naked with no clothes on, disgusting." Yeah, just threw the book. Yeah, <laughs> that's, bro, that's something an eight year old would do, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like he don't even he ain't even at that point yet to where he in the girls. So that just made me laugh, bro. So for sure, man, four point five, bro. That's what's up, man. I ain't mad at it at all, man. Yeah, buddy. All right, man. Yeah. So let's get into this. Uh, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right. So um, this next uh, episode we got for y'all on Tuesday is going to be a very, very wholesome episode, man. It's going to bring up some memories. It's going to be real heartfelt. We're talking about, um, to me, I'm going to call it a Christmas classic, but it's definitely a black Christmas classic. This oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Starring Loretta Devine, Chris Brown, Idris Elba, uh, Regina King, um, Columbus Short. Uh, oh, man, who else is in this? Uh, you said Idris Elba? Um, yeah, definitely Idris Elba. Uh, what's my, uh, Lauren London. Lauren London. Hold on, we miss we missing some people. Hold on, Makai Pfeiffer. Oh yep, Makai Pfeiffer is in this. Um, Delroy Lindo, Laz Alonzo, yep. uh, Brandon T. Jackson is in this. Uh, Sharon Leo, I forgot David Banner was in this. Keith Robinson is in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this was a yo. This this had a cast in it, bro. Oh, definitely. This this had a real cast in it. So um that's gonna be fun to talk about that one. You know what I'm saying? We did an episode, uh appreciation episode on Loretta Divine um not too long ago. Y'all can go back and listen to that. You know what I'm saying? We talked about how she always plays somebody's mom, and of course, she definitely plays the mom in this. And um they find out Chris Brown can sing in this movie. Which I thought was always funny to me. That always made me yeah. laugh at the fact that Chris Brown was the one that they found out could sing. And then, um, oh. yeah, man, that's gonna be a dope one to do. It definitely is, man. This is definitely in my shit top three mm-hmm. uh, Christmas movies of all time, man. They had a, I mean, a sensational, great cast. Storyline was on point. Um. Loretta Devine is like in the Hall of Fame with TV moms. Yep. Like just just the way she did. And then they had the best version of Oh Holy ever sung in this movie um by the lady in the church. So mm-hmm. that was that was dope too. So uh yeah man I'm really looking forward to this one man. I've I've been wanting to talk I've been wanting to put this movie down on wax for a long time because this is really one of I mean I I mean fuck just making it one of my favorite Christmas movies. This is like one of my like favorite movies. Like this is just a really really good uh really good work that was done. Well not only that man um you know what I'm saying? This is this is also where Chris Brown did a uh, his own rendition of this Christmas. You know what I'm saying? That that Donnie Hathaway did too. You know what I'm saying? And, that was that and, was popping too. And 
He uh covered the old Otis Redding song too. Yep. You know what I'm saying yep. he, he did that a uh, little tenderness. Yeah, he he has some, he has some classics, man. Oh yeah, for sure. He has some classic. He he did some classics, but only Chris Brown could do that. Anybody else, you know what I'm saying? We had to get him up out of here. Yeah. And see, <laughs> and then and then and then also, man, this is when Columbus Short was on the run you know mm-hmm. for his whole little ordeal. Happened. I think this Which is the second movie see. together, wasn't it? Cause yeah, they did they, um, Stump the Yard. Yeah, Stump the Yard together. And that was Chris Brown's first movie ever, even though he was only in it for like five minutes. But Facts, he got shot. Was, yeah, he got shot. He was his brother. <laughs> he was his brother in this too. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the second time they played brothers. Yeah. But um, but like, yeah, man, Columbus Short was on the run, man. I forgot what it was. I thought I think it was I think he like beat his wife or some shit like that. Oh, I don't, like, I don't even remember. It was it was something like that, and like, dude, his movie roles. I mean, just completely. All I, all I remember is Thump the Yard came out. He was doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? He was popping, and then he disappeared and got fat. Well, he was in one movie a lot of people sleep on called Armored. It was him, Matt Damon, um. Lawrence Fishburne, like like they worked for the oh, they was the company. um where they robbed the trucks. Yeah, where they robbed they yeah, robbed they, the company that they worked for. Yeah, that they was like that was a good one. He was in a yeah. he was in another movie too where he was um they was like at war or something like one of them historical movies. I forgot what it was about, but I, it was one of them where like they was uh in the in the army or something like that. Yeah, I remember, but I don't remember the name of it. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, uh, this this was, man, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, for sure. One. For sure. So you know, what I'm saying, y'all check us out Tuesday, man. We'll be doing this Christmas. Um, if that's your favorite movie, then you know, what I'm saying, get ready because we're gonna be talking about it. Uh, make sure you check us out on all social medias, um, Instagram and Twitter. At View and Nine Pod, you can check us out on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Scoots Bronson. You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Scoots Bronson. Or if you have the Twitch app on your phone or tablet, you can um, just search Scoots Bronson and find me. Make sure you hit that follow button. Um, last month, I did a um, sip and shoot. This month, I'm doing another sip and shoot where I play Call of Duty and get drunk. <laughs> it was fun. That's what's up, man. Uh, y'all can catch me at s. Foster eight on Instagram and Twitter at twenty eight minutes or less pod on Instagram, twenty eight minutes or less on Facebook. Uh, still rocking with the uh one episode that I put out on Jeff Fort. Be on the lookout. Got something in the plans. Mm-hmm. I got my guy Scoots Bronson that's going to be joining me as well. So y'all are going to have to come check out. Definitely check out the next 28 minutes or less that's going to be coming out here in a day or two. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be one for the books, man. I'm excited for this one, man. Yeah, I'm me really too. Excited I'm, for I'm 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 ready for this one. So um, y'all make sure y'all tune in to all of that, man. Make sure y'all hit us up, support us on everything that we do. See you guys Tuesday. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. And like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut. Okay.